Ah, summer. It's hot everywhere. How you doing? What's happening? Another edition of the Rock Stops Here podcast. My guests have made it to the top. Entertainment, a lot of sports figures, whether they're coaches, players, and media people. I got a good one today, a, a major league, in, one of the best hitters ever in baseball. Bottom line, Wade Boggs, chicken man. He ate chicken before every single game that he played in the major leagues. He's in the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. He's in the Boston Red Sox Hall of Fame. He is in the Tampa Bay Rays Hall of Fame. 12 straight All-Star appearances. 12 years in a row he was playing in the All-Star game. Uh, What's just amazing to me, 18 seasons, 1-8, too shy of 20, at the highest level, Major League Baseball. You know what his career average is? 328, 3,010 hits, 118 uh, home runs. A lot of people think that he didn't hit home runs. He hit one of the biggest ones ever, ever. He was the first player to get his 3,000th career hit via the dinger, and I was there, and it was an incredible day. It really, really, really was. Now, this is a little bit different because Wade was being inducted into the Tampa Bay Rays last week, week and a half or whatever, uh, Tampa Bay Rays Hall of Fame. They just started one this year. Don Zimmer, the late, great Don Zimmer Popeye, he was the first one to go in. Wade now is in. Carl Crawford is going to be going in later this year. And there was a lot of media around and I thought, well, man, he, and you know, when he was there with his family and they did it up before the game down, he threw out the first pitch, but uh, Dwayne Stats, who was the play-by-play man, had the introduction. They did a video. His family was there. All the, you know, when he grew up in the area. So I was like, boy, it's going to be hard to try to nail him down to get a podcast, you know? And they made him available in the second inning and then he was going to do the live TV go in the booth in the third inning and they made him available in the press box the back of the press box so I figured well you know what I'll do a little story for my Tampa Free Press I'll get a little video you know we'll do that and when we got up there Wade was in front of the cameras, a couple of other media people, and he saw me rock. And I, I didn't know how, I didn't know if he would really even remember. I mean, I covered him and I was honored, man, to cover a Hall of Famer, a future Hall of Famer at the end of his career. And how you been? And then we talked a little bit afterwards. He said, man, it's been about 25 years since we've seen each other and this and that. So, I figured, you know what, what it is, is it was a little impromptu media session. And I didn't start recording here with my microphone until maybe three, four minutes in. And so I figured, this is so good. Why don't I got, there was Mark Topkin, got a, he's the beat writer for the Tampa Bay Times, has covered the race since the beginning. He's one of the best baseball reporters in the business. He asked a question about Fred McGriff because Fred McGriff, another Tampa native, is going into the Hall of Fame this year. And I got a couple of questions in and another reporter, Tom, got a question in. So so just kick back and relax. This is about 12 minutes or so of Wade Boggs, very emotional because he grew up in Tampa. Okay, I think his family, they moved here. I think he was about 11 years old. He went to Plant High School. He was an all-state football player 
besides being a great hitter. And then a short time in the minor leagues, and then once he gets to the major leagues, I mean, just so consistent. And it's very, very interesting. So the part that you missed in the beginning was he just started saying he always wanted to play at home, come home. And here in his hometown in Tampa, in Tampa Bay, they were going to start a Major League Baseball team, an expansion team. And he knew that it would be tough, and he knew that it would be losing, but he knew that he was going to be a free agent at that time. He was with the Yankees, and he started thinking, I wonder if I could actually finish my career at home in front of family and friends. And he's an emotional guy. He was always very superstitious. So that's the part that you didn't hear. We're going to pick this up now. And again, I get a question or two in. I think I started it off what it meant to him. And he is talking about what it meant for him to get that 3,000th hit. What it would have been like if he didn't, if, if he retired before that or they, or they pushed him out. However it goes. Usually you don't go out on your own terms. And what it meant, man, to get the 3,000. Then you know. But he was a first ballot Hall of Famer anyway. So without further ado, listen into this. This is a little bit of a different thing. It's a little media scrum. And here he is. He's got to be one of the top, what do you think, top three, four, five hitters of all time. Wade Fox. The end of the tunnel. That, that was that was the the driving force of I don't I don't know how I would have reacted had I wound up 2867 I, I don't know that I, I knew that 3,000 meant so much because after 10 years I had 2,000 hits and I said wow this, it's a it's a possibility it really is it, it, it might be a possibility and this is what I'm gonna look down the road at and I sort of had in the back of my mind that uh, the, the Yankees weren't going to pick up my contract for the 98 season and I think Mr. Steinbrenner and Mr. Namoli had a little back uh, 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 chat saying hey give me your dude give me your dude because we want him to get 3,000 in Tampa Bay and and I think I think that Mr. Steinbrenner relinquish those uh, wishes that Mr. Molly had. But um, like I said, it, it, it was a dream come true to play at home. And when I moved to Tampa in 69, that was the farthest thing from anyone's mind to have a professional baseball team here in Tampa. We had the, we had the Reds, we had the Reds. You go to Al Lopez Field, and in the early 70s and watched the Big Red Machine and everything. And those are the, really the only games that I ever had ever gone to. And, but now it's like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna get a team. And I'm looking at the paper, looking at the paper going, 98's gonna be the, the year that it might work. And I'm, uh-oh, I have an option for 98 with the Yankees. And it wasn't picked up, but then I become a free agent, and, and then Chuck and, and Mr. Moley gave me the opportunity to come to Tampa. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm so thrilled. I, I, I really am. And I, I look around, I have, I have so, so many friends in the stands. They, they come down and holler at me. My um, former high school coach, Rudy Granda, he's down there, and, and he goes, 
hey, how about all those ground balls I kept hitting you and everything like this? And I said, I know, Rudy. I know. You know, we're going to put you in here, too. Okay, all right, yeah. You're part of it. You're part of it. And and I, I have so many people that, that granted, you can't you can't thank 9,000 people in, in, uh, in, in a uh, time span of five to six minutes, but... but that's the one reason that I thank the fans, and because when they show up, it, it it inspires us. It really does. It inspires us as players to go out and try to perform at the best of our ability and put on a good show for them. Because basically, what we are are actors. We're actors. If and and I mean, you know, we're not John Wayne or anything along those lines, but but baseball players and professional athletes are actors and you know we don't have the the luxury of uh oh take two when you make an error and it goes between your legs it's on espn but but other than that the fans are the fans are what makes they make the game and and they want to see it they want to see a good product out there and that's what tampa bay has become is a, a winning franchise, and I'm I'm so happy to see that. I really am. One other question: You mentioned the misfits, Fred McGriff going into the Hall of Fame this year. What do you, what do you when you think of Fred? When you think of Fred, what do you think of? I got him traded in 2001, so <laughs> I had him traded, but uh, I love Freddie to death. Um, Tampa product. Um, you know, he, he joins um, um, Tony, myself, uh, Al Lopez. Um, I, I, I think that, that, that Freddie really didn't get his due because, I mean, I, I tell him all the time, I said, I wasn't flam, flamboyant at all either. I just went out and I did my job and and boom like this but the thing about freddie freddie and i mean I, I can't wait to see that smile on on his face when when he gets to cooperstown i when i when i got him traded in uh, 2001 when i was the hitting coach for tampa bay we sat down in spring training and and i sat down with him and i said you remember that home run you hit in the all-star game in pittsburgh to win it for the National League left center. He goes, and here goes the smile and, and everything. I said, I said, yeah, we need to get back to that because you're taking the pitch out over the plate way too much. I said, dude, you have you have monster power left center. And I said, we're gonna get back to that. He had 23 homers at the All-Star break. I got him traded. I got him traded out of Tampa Bay. So it was, it was like, it was, it was funny. But, but you know, when, when you look at his, his, his body of work and, and what he accomplished and, every, and everything, he's, he's well justified to be a, a Major League Hall of Famer. Wait, what, 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 did you, what made you such an incredible hitter? 328 average all the years. What was it? Is it was it just I coordination? Yeah, yeah. I uh, Ted Williams was 2010. I was 2012, and I had exceptional eyesight, and I could see spin on the ball, and I played so many games as a as a youngster with wiffle ball and cork ball and all that with the 
with the broomsticks and, and various things like that. And once I honed my craft uh, under the tutelage of uh, Walt Reniac when I was in Boston, I just had to stay consistent. That was, that was the only thing. And under Walt's supervision, the, one of the greatest corner guys I've ever had is day in and day out. You just don't let yourself down. You don't let yourself down. Every day, it's four new at-bats, it's five new at-bats. What you're gonna deal, how you're gonna attack it, and you have to have a game plan. And there's not a lot of winging it that goes on when you're out there. You just can't walk up to the plate and go, okay, I oh, I'm think I'm gonna do this and everything. No, no, it's, it's not gonna happen. I mean, you have to have a game plan and you have to have, you stick to it. I mean, you just can't fly by the seat of your pants and say, okay, all right, oh, in the middle of everything, change lanes. No, it doesn't happen when you're hitting. And, you know, with, with the new Sabre metrics and everything like this, pitchers pitch up. You know, and it's, it's very difficult for these guys nowadays to get on top of a high fastball. And it's, you know, and the jugs guns are so much better now than they were when I played. You want me to get into that rock? You want me to get into that rock? Oh, like nobody ever threw hard when I played. But I hear it all the time, which is fine. Um, if you've ever faced Nolan Ryan, he threw very hard. Yeah. And Randy Johnson, he threw very hard. So, but um, no, I, I, I think that, that, you know, with all the additions of the, of the sabermetrics and all the new rules that are put in in Major League Baseball, there's a, there has to be an evolution process. There has to be an evolution process to where if things don't work, we need to figure this out. We need to figure this out. And I, I, I will definitely go on record right now and say I am not a fan of the Ghost Runner. And that's coming from a guy that played 33 innings in Pawtucket. <laughs> I know what it's like to play 33 innings. And that record will stand forever now. Thank you. But, um, no, I'm not a fan of that. And, and I think that it takes away from a lot of the strategy of the game. I understand that, it, that if you go into extra innings, you don't know. That's the unpredictability that, that baseball has. And that's the uniqueness that baseball has, that you don't know when it's going to end, and you really don't know how it might end. It could end in the 12th. It could end in the 16th. You never know. It might end in the 21st. That's the unique thing about our sport. I understand, I understand speeding the pitchers up and, and getting the game flowing at a, at a pace. Um, the vendors don't like it because, you know, the games are getting over a little quick and uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the sales are not up to par. But, um, you know, it, it's... It's moving along. It's moving along the, play, the, the pace of play. The pace of play is good. The pace of play is good. And, and I think you could have done that without the pitch clock to tell pitchers, hey, let's go. Come on. And the guys that do the Mike Hargrove and all of the guys and the, and the, the Garcia Paras and, and various guys like that, I think that that could have, you know, but. I think the pace of play is, is good for the game. 
Wade, what do you recall about that first game here with the Rays? Obviously, it was a dream come true for you to come back to the Tampa Bay. It was his first pitch. Yeah, I, I had to break. Uh, I, I forgot the, there were four of us that caught the first pitch. And, and somebody had said, uh, oh, you got Ted Williams? I said, no, I got him. I got him. And uh, Ted threw the first ball to me. And uh, just the electricity. I knew it. I, I knew this place was going to absolutely just go bonkers. And it did. And just the buildup and, and, and everything. And, and then when the game started, it, it was loud. I mean, I played in the Metrodome and, and, and various other places that is, that's loud. But, but that night, that night, opening night, March 31st, 1998, was absolutely off the chart loud. I mean, it was just—it was so loud in here, and I, and that was before they put all the, the closing things up in the upper deck. I mean, there were people in here, and it was—it was 48. Uh, I believe 40, right yeah, around 48, 48, yeah, 48 3. Like I think it was 48. That, yeah. I think it was 48 3. And uh, I mean, I come out to do my wind sprints, and I go. I knew Tampa Bay would do this. I knew it. I knew it. And and being at home and 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 going, wow, all I got to do is just drive across the bridge every night, you know. <laughs> and I'm living, sleeping in my own bed and and not having to worry about it. But it was so electric. It was so electric. And 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 Tampa Bay fans are, are very passionate. They're very passionate about the game. They're very knowledgeable about the game. A lot of times they don't get enough credit. Because uh, of the the Red Sox, Yankee, Dodger fans out there, but I'm telling you, you talk about a passionate fan, and that's a Tampa Bay Ray fan. It, they really are. They travel well. They travel well, and and they really they really support the team. They do. Thank you, Wade. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you. Yeah, it was kind of neat because I ended up talking to his wife, Debbie. I didn't think she would remember me again. We're talking over 20-some years. Uh, And she had a big smile. I was down on the field before he was going to be introduced. And we we talked. She was telling me how she had shoulder operation. I had had a shoulder operation, blah, 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 and this and that. It was really cool. I saw his son there. His son now, obviously, grown man, he was in uniform. I'm pretty sure, I remember in the, you know, Wade only played two years with the Tampa Bay Rays, but his son was, it was a kid. And I remember he would greet him when he came around home plate. Remember Wade went down and he he, he, he kissed home plate. So, I mean, two-time gold glove champion. That says something. When you are that good of a hitter, it's like it's incredible what Shohei Otani is doing. It really, it's it's amazing at the major league level to be able one of the best pitchers and hitters. Usually, if you're concentrating on hitting, yeah, you're kind of working on your defense. But I mean, come on, you're not going to be the best at both. Two times Wade won a Gold Glove because he worked on it. And I thought it was interesting during that what we just heard, where there was no winging it. At the, at the Major League Baseball level, the best in the world, you don't just go up there and try to hit and wing it, even if you're so talented. 
there's there's so much preparation and work to it. And I even remember after him playing for so many years with the Boston Red Sox, they ended up retiring his number 26 with the Red Sox. They retired number 12 with the Tampa Bay Rays. But he was with the Yankees. Remember he won the they won the World Series. Remember he got on that horse at, at, at Yankee Stadium. That was kind of neat. He was the first Tampa Bay native to ever play for the Rays. He also pitched two, I think it was a little over two and a half innings in Major League Baseball. His main pitch was the knuckleball. He used it 16 times. That takes a lot of cojones, man, at that level to throw a knuckleball when you're not a pitcher. But I asked him, like, you heard, why Why were you so successful? And he's, his eyesight, he and I think Ted Williams, I know he idolized Ted Williams. And it was just really cool. And I remember when the Devil Rays first started, and like he said, they were a bunch of misfits. And he was a 40-year-old guy. And he thinks that there was kind of a backdoor, backroom deal between the late, great George Steinbrenner, the late Vince Namoli, for Mr. Steinbrenner to allow Wade to finish out his career here in Tampa. And I know this for a fact. The radio station that I once worked at, 620 WDAE in Tampa, I was the first, the morning man with Brian James, who has since passed away. But the first week, Brian was still doing stuff on another radio station and 970. And so it was Whitney Johnson, my buddy, and he and I did the first week together. And on Friday of that first week ever for the history of the all sports station in Tampa Bay, WDAE, we broadcast live from the Hilton across from Al Lang Stadium in St. Pete. And it was George Steinbrenner was there. And we got on Mr. Steinbrenner and, of course, Vince Namoli. And because George Steinbrenner had two homes, one in Tampa, in South Tampa, off of West, West Shore, and in, in uh, New York. And I know he was a big Ohio guy as well, obviously. But he loved Tampa. And he was all for, even though the Tampa Yankees going to have their spring training home here, he was all for Tampa Bay getting a baseball team, and he helped that cause. And he did a lot more behind the scenes than people even know. And we got him on, and I remember he was raving about like Vince Damoli and hoping the Rays were going to do good, Devil Rays and all this. And I was like, oh, my God, they're in the AL East. They're never going to be able to win. Never. High payroll against the Yankees, against the Red Sox. Look at the money Toronto has up there, the Toronto Blue Jays. No way, man. No way. And look, 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 look at what has happened. And that was big with Wade uh, just now. On seeing what the Rays are, they are one of the best-run organizations in all of Major League Baseball. With the payroll that they have and what they do consistently year in and year out, it started with Joe Madden and the Brain Trust with uh, – Silverman and uh, what's his name that's with the Dodgers um, and it's just still going on with with Neander and how they do it man it's just it's incredible and Wade is very very proud so it was kind of neat it was really neat I didn't know how it was going to go um, and for Wade to react like that when he saw me and his wife and his family and it was really really cool I drove home there from the trop that day two weeks ago and I was just like 
Wow, man, reminiscing. It's so neat because you don't know if you make any kind of an impact. I covered these guys, whether it was the Bucks, the Lightning years and years ago, the Rays, Devil Rays when they started. I had no idea. And it's cool when they come over, man, and just like, wow, you know, and it's going to be cool going to Canton. And that trip is fast approaching. I forgot to get my rental car, though. I got to do that today. We're flying. I'm flying into Cleveland. It is I uh, the week here now that this podcast is playing that you're listening. I think we are like two weeks away from the pro from that pro football Hall of Fame game to start the football season. Yeah, I know it's preseason, but it's a start. And I like the build up. I like the anticipation. I like having two more weeks of summer to get our acts together, get everything ready. I'm still trying to figure out things. It's just, I am so, man, when it comes to technology, oh my God, I'm just, I know the basics. You know, my son was down here the other day. He's 26 now. And I'm like, Hunter, have you ever used, uh, you know, um, have you ever edited on this? He does computer graphics. And have you ever used StreamYard? Have you ever used Audacity? Have you ever used uh, Adobe Premiere? Yeah, I kind of use Adobe Premiere. He goes, look, for me, I, I, I edit computer graphics, but for me, it's all the same principle. He picks it up so fast. My daughter picks up stuff. She's 14 so fast. For me, I got to write notes and go over it. I'm on YouTube and oh my God. But if you don't figure it out, you're going to be left by the wayside everybody is doing everything from their house again i'm setting up my studio and my wife's like oh you're just about you're there you're there no i'm not there yet i got this recorder how do i do this and this <laughs> why are you my are you close to my age why are we so slow with technology it's because we didn't grow up with it my god so anyway hopefully 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 um but one last thing I was just seeing here. Oh, Tommy John. You know, you, you if you're a little bit younger, you probably don't know that Tommy John was a left-handed pitcher for the Yankees. You only hear of Tommy John surgery. It was named after him, the elbow surgery, where you can come back even stronger. Almost every pitcher is going to eventually have it, whether it's shoulder or it's, or it's Tommy John. And I saw a quote where Tommy John said, Wade was one of the, speaking about Wade Wade uh, Box. Wade was was one of the best that I've ever seen. He was phenomenal, a phenom. Yeah, phenomenal. He uh, a pure hitting machine. He used to know what the next pitch was, like that. You know what I mean? It's really it's really amazing. Where his eyesight was so good, he said he could see the spin and the rotation on the ball. He was better than twenty twenty vision, and. I remember going down to batting practice at the Trop and just watching how he goes about his business. A certain time of the day, he would take uh, his grounders, whether it was grounders right at third, right to him, whether he was going to hit, the, you know, do the double play, what, uh, when he was, his group was going to hit, but what he did to get ready. And yeah, you can say he's superstitious, but like he said, there was just no winging it. And, you know, that's that's what I got to work on to this day. Stop the, you know, not, I can't stop totally winging it. I'm a big wing it, man. Wing it. Wing it. 
But in the end, if you are prepared, when I am most nervous about a big thing that I have to do, it's because I am not prepared. When you're not prepared, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Whether you have a test, something big is coming up at work, it might be something, something big in your life. If you're not prepared, are you not nervous as shit? Are you not shitting your pants? You know? And uh, when Wade said that, it was right. He's really making that emphasis. There's no winging it. There's no winging it to being a good hitter in Major League Baseball. I'm like, hmm. There's no winging it for me with this technology and just trying to wing this stuff. <laughs> I need help. Anyway, so thank you to Wade. And, and I and I really thought that was cool. I'm looking forward to Carl Crawford. God, I remember when Carl Crawford was a kid and he came up. His son is now playing. Carl Crawford's going to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Makes you feel older. Dang. But I'm very thankful for still living and being healthy. That's another thing, too. Oh, I, I got to bring this up. So if you follow me on social media, you probably have been seeing, it's a slow time of year. Other than the Rays, there's nothing else going on sports-wise. We're settling into our new home. We had some damn near catastrophes. Let's put them um, challenges with the house. And uh, you just got to go with the flow and get them taken care of. Little problems become big problems. Not going to do that. So it was challenging the last two weeks. Um, but now my wife and daughter are going to visit her side of the family for about two days, three days. So I will be Mr. Bachelor and see how that goes. But uh, you might see some pictures like these throwback pictures. It was a picture of me hitting back when I played baseball in Denver, when I lived in Denver. There's another picture I... Uh, there was a picture of myself and Aaron Andrews going way back 20 some years ago. She was basically f freelancing and auditioning for ESPN. And she had been the ringside reporter for the Tampa Bay Lightning a couple of years prior. And they were kind of giving her an audition and they were letting her and they were using some of her stuff and seeing. And then, of course, she crushed it and. And she was full-time ESPN, and then the rest is history and the success, and now she's still with Fox. But I saw a picture of she and I. We were in Calgary. I remember it in the bowels of that saddle dome, and somebody took a picture or something. I had, I saw that. I posted that. I said, way back, Aaron Andrews. And I'm thinking, people are thinking that all, what, what am I, just like living in the past? No, here's the deal. We just moved into a new house. I'm going through boxes so I can get rid of stuff. And I stumbled upon a whole boatload of pictures and I just started looking and I saw them and I said, oh, this would be kind of cool to post. Some people didn't realize that I actually worked in TV for so many years and all that stuff. So it's not, or the picture of me hitting, I'm like, I pitched for like 30 years, hardball. I, 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 do I have any pictures of me pitching? No. And I just did it as a laugh. Look at all the years I played hardball, baseball, and I pitched till 50 and I have a picture of me hitting, you know, but it's only because I'm just trying to clean out, clear out boxes. If you're moving or you have moved recently, then you probably know what I'm talking about. It's I'm just cleaning out stuff and I'm, I'm running, I'm seeing stuff. So that's it. I'm not trying to live in the past. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, we are getting settled in here to the new neighborhood. It's working out great. It's working out great for my daughter, her friend and friends, and she's going to meet new friends. She's going to be going to high school eight minutes away, eight minutes away. And what's really neat is she and my wife have joined the YMCA for the month and before school starts, because once she starts school and then she's involved in the after school activities, there's not going to be time to be going to the YMCA, but I think it's great. She's there for two hours, three hours with her friend. They're laughing, they're giggling, they're on the treadmill, they're doing exercises. They even took a, a class with some older ladies. They love it. They love older ladies, they said. And it's like social hour, two hours, and yet they're working out. And having fun. I'm like, oh my, this is tremendous. And the Y is right around the corner. It's eight minutes away. And my wife has joined. She was in a round robin tennis thing on the other day. And I just go to my Anytime Fitness. I got the membership. I got the swipe card. I can go to any one so I don't have to keep going to the same one. And it just works out for me. You know, I don't do any cardio. <laughs> oh, I tried. So get this, by seeing these pictures from 20 years ago, uh, 25 years ago, and I'm like, wow, I still feel great. You know, I don't have any major ailments right now. Major, I mean, I do strain my arm at times. Maybe I lift something that's wrong with it. I got to rest it for a couple of days or a ligament here or there. But for the most part, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm like, you know what? I want to get in shape for the media game this year. Last year, I, 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 I was not. And let me start throwing the ball against the wall with my mitt. And so I go to this place. Uh, there's a wall. It's outside. It's 100 degrees. And then I used to do my running. I would just run a sprint and come back. Sprint, back. I don't like long distance running. Screw all that. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe, you know, by seeing these pictures from 20 years ago, my mind thinks I could still do it. <laughs> so here I am with my wind up. I'm throwing the ball against the wall in the mornings, not every morning. The first day I did it, I threw like 30 pitches. And the next day, my my like elbow area, my forearm was sore, my shoulder a little bit. And I'm like, okay, just rest it. Because the, the muscles are not used to those muscles that you use throwing. I said, okay. I wait two days, three days. It's so hot. It's a, it's, this is the hottest summer down here. So I'm like, you know what? But that's good. Let, 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 me, let me do that. So I, I go the other day and I try to go early in the morning before it gets too hot. And I throw a little bit and then I bring an extra pair of shorts before I go to the Anytime Fitness because I'm already soaked, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I notice trying to sleep, all I'm doing is throwing, I'm winding up with my motion and I'm throwing a hard ball against a wall, a cement wall, and catching it, throwing it. Maybe 30 pitches, 40 pitches, that's it. Easy, half speed, that's it. Barely half speed. And my half speed is slow now. In my 60s and stuff. And, uh, and I go to sleep and I'm like, oh, why does my, oh man, it's kind of like sore on that shoulder, shoulder. And I remembered from seven years old when I started pitching in baseball, little league, seven 
all the way to 44. We won the championship. I finally got my shoulder, the labrum. I got it operated on. I waited a couple of years. I came back. I pitched again till 50. I had to get it operated on again. And since then, I have really not picked up a baseball to throw. And guess what? I have had no pain in my shoulder. I have been able to sleep. And just by trying to think, because I'm looking at these old pictures again, that I can do it, that there's no such thing as father time. And when I'm trying to sleep at night, I'm like, oh, it's kind of sore on that. And I, and it brings back the memories. I have had pain in my shoulder from probably 20 years old till 50, 30 years of pain because I, I pitched every single week, whether it was New Jersey, Denver, Colorado, and then year round here in Florida. We only took off for Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Every week I threw seven innings or nine innings every week. And my shoulder, I'd have flexol. I wouldn't even be able to lift my arm until like, if I threw on a Sunday, I wouldn't be able to lift it until like a Wednesday and a Thursday. And it's been great not having any. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should like, you know, forget this idea of being able to throw. Maybe I could throw an inning in the media game or something like that. You know what I mean? But isn't it funny? Like father time is undefeated. Father time is undefeated. (laughs) <laughs> the thing I noticed last year, I had not played in a baseball game. We played a game at the Trop. It was great. The Rays put it on. It was fantastic. But I had not really played in like 15 years. And when a ground ball, like a screamer, I was playing first base when it was hit to me, I saw it coming. And I went down. By the time I went down, the ball was by me. Like... My mind still thinks that I'm 20 years younger, but my reaction time, it's just slower. And I also don't want to get a pulled hamstring. I did a dance-off as a father down at the Clearwater Pier a couple of years back and tore the shit out of my hamstring. And I was in a wheelchair. It was brutal pain. So I do not want to pull a hammy, but but it's just so funny. It's just so funny. If you see pictures of yourself from 20 or 30 years ago and you feel like you're in good shape and you go to the gym, you think you're the same. (laughs) Oh, my God. So it just cracks me up. I'm trying to beat Father Time and Father Time is kicking my arse. All right, guys. uh, Let's see. We got anything else? Um... No, just the anticipation of football season. Loving it, loving it, loving it, loving it. You see, was there anything else? Oh, I will say this. I told. I don't know if if you if you've been following the rock stops here, especially if you've gone this long. I thank you, man. I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's a chance of an opportunity coming up. I'll let you know if it happens. I'll need your support to listen or follow me. I might be adding on something. Um, But anyway, I told you that there was a local bar, sports bar, like five minutes, seven minutes away. And I tried it out and I didn't have a good experience. There were two guys. They were like mocking out these uh, college softball players that were on the big TV. 
they had it to that instead of the World Series, instead of the whatever else was on, you know, blah, blah, blah. NH, no, no, it wasn't a World Series. It was Rays uh, baseball first half and the NHL Stanley Cup. And they wanted, that's fine. They wanted a college, they wanted a World Series uh, of girl, women, but they were mocking out the women. And they, 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 there was a woman at the bar and they actually like got her to leave by mocking out these girls so bad. And they were high five. And after she left, I'm like, that is what a bunch of a-holes. And I was like, what a bunch of jagoffs, man. This is not going to be my place. Are these guys regulars here? But I, I was like, let me give the place another chance. Cause it's the only thing around here. There is a golf co- country club, like across the street from my development and I went in there like two times and uh, the bartenders and uh, maybe there's one or two straggler golfers. I'm the only one in there. They got to take my idea at the guard gate. Uh, it's not, this isn't happening. So I said, let me get this place another shot. And I had a great time. Bunch of guys my age, this and that. Very cool, bartender cool, wait staff, nice girls, very nice, very nice. So, you know, sometimes you got to give a place or a person a second or third chance. Three times, forget about it. So we're settling in nice. All is good. Closer to the start of football season. I can't wait to tell you about my experiences flying to Cleveland, going to Canton, Ohio for the Pro Football Hall of Fame and with Rondé, and that's going to be so neat. Neat, 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 neat. All right, listen, thank you very much. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe, leave a comment, do whatever you got to do. I don't really push it. I should more, I know. I'm just happy if you've been following me. And like I say, I'll let you know if there's, there is a couple of things on the horizon. We shall see. So until next week, and thank you to the chicken man. Thank you, Wade. Congratulations to you. You're looking good, man. Looking like you're still able to do it all, and that's great. I know he was known for being able to drink a lot of beer, a lot of beer in his playing days. And I wanted to ask him, but I didn't have the chance. I was told for team flights, right before the team would take off, he would always yell out, Tonight we ride! one of his superstitions. I didn't have a chance to ask him if that was true. Maybe next time. All right, guys, listen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep on enjoying the summer. I'll talk to you next week.